You're listening to Heather Solves Everything, a show about discovering strengths and solving problems. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Heather Solves Everything. This is the show where I take credit for solving your problems by bringing the big questions of life to people with solutions. I'm Heather, if you haven't guessed already, and my friends call me Healthy Heather. That means you can call me Healthy Heather. I'm a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach, and I believe that one of the most powerful things that we can do for ourselves is to really get to know ourselves compassionately and honestly, develop a true partnership with who we are, and trust what we discover to live a life that feels authentic and real and fun and filled with joy. And I get to do that for my job. I created this show because those things can be easier said than done. And all of the inspirational quotes on Instagram can't do what we're doing right here, bringing people together in conversation about how they seek and find balance in life while achieving their most amazing big dream goals. My guest today is an army reservist, a philanthropist, a pianist, a mixed media artist with a gift that you have to see with your own eyes. I can't wait to tell you about my guest today, Kia Z Atkinson. Welcome to the show, Kia. Thank you so much. Wow, that was such a fancy introduction. Oh, there's more. <laughs> there's more. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so y'all. <laughs> I first discovered Kia when I started seeing her art on Facebook and I couldn't stop looking at it because it's so beautiful is not the right word. You know, it's it's you have to just look her up and and see what she does. It's bold colors. It's gold. It's shimmery. It's looks like an ocean. It looks like a like a sandbar. It's just <laughs> like you can't even describe it. I'm going to ask her to describe it later. Um, in like a real professional way. Um, but I immediately was just drawn to this light and this brightness. And then I actually had an opportunity to interview her when she was nominated as one of Tallahassee's 25 women that we need to know. And I discovered that she had um, grown up with parents that were in the Marines. She grew up all over the world. She attended 11 schools by the time she was in high school. She's lived in Morocco. She's lived in Norway. And she's lived in New York City, fancy places that we just dream about. And she's on a mission to brighten the world one painting at a time. Um, you would be surprised to know she earned a degree in healthcare management and military science and served in the Army Reserves. She never I considered did. art as a career until she was seeking something that would nurture a sense of identity. And that is where I really want to, to get into the meat of this. So, Kia, are you ready to solve everything? Oh my gosh, I think so. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> All right, so until before we get into how you created this career as an artist, I I can't get past 11 schools by the time you got to high school. What yes. word comes to mind when you think about what that experience was like? It was a little chaotic. Um, you know, it was definitely a learning experience, you know, for me and my siblings. And it, it definitely brings you out of that box of being shy. I mean, you have to kind of make new friends everywhere you go. 
Um, you get used to a lot of personalities, a lot of cultures, um, a lot of different teachers. <laughs> and, um, you know, and so it definitely, you know, it did, you know, bring resiliency in all of us. And um, it's something that I would, I would never change. Um, you know, I kind of, my, my kids are the opposite. They've grown up here in Tallahassee and all they know is Tallahassee. So it's just, we have a completely different, you know, life experience. And sometimes I'm like, gosh, you know, I wish we, you know, I wish you guys had the same experience I did. Maybe not the exact same experience, but, you know, at least being able to travel to a different country, going to school someplace else, it, it does give you more of a worldview, um, which I do think is important. And, um, and so, you know, I definitely count myself blessed to have had that experience, even though it was, it was difficult at times. Um, and even, you know, up into adulthood and, you know, trying to figure out who you are and where your place is, you know, a lot of that, um, you know, played a role in, you know, who I am today and even is, you know, kind of seen in my art and the way I create. So yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty nuts. (laughs) I always wanted to live in a lot of different places growing up. And I I lived in the same place until I left for college. And then I moved here and I've lived here for 25 years. And so Mm -hmm. I have not gotten to be the jet setter that I thought that I would be. Um, But part of the reason why when I was younger, I I was intrigued by that was the opportunity to reinvent yourself. Everywhere you went, you could start telling a new story and and discover new parts of your personality. Yes, that is so true. I remember just, you know, from elementary school to middle school, you know, to high school, you know, I'd say to myself, you know, I'm going to be like, I was reading my diary not too long ago. (laughs) I have my diary from when I was five years old and I wrote in it up until I, before I went to college. Okay. So I have, (laughs) look, I have entries in there about, Oh my gosh, I'm in love with Billy. And I have his picture in there (laughs) (laughs) all the way up through high school. And, you know, there's a couple of passages in there where I'm like, you know what, in this new school year, when we move, I'm going to be a new person. You know, I'm not going to be as shy as I was. I'm not going to be, you know, you know, as reserved as I used to be. You know, I'm going to make it a point to be a new person. I'm going to have a new style. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this. And, you know, you can do that. First of all, you can do that anyways. Yeah. You know, you don't have to move to a new place to do that. But it did give you an opportunity to, you know, just experiment with being someone new or, you know, being a better version of yourself. And, um, you know, definitely military life will do that for you. And, uh, yeah, so that that part was always fun. It really was. <laughs> now, you also used the word resilience, which is what came to my mind, thinking about a childhood that even if it is exciting and fun to live in a lot of different places, um, you know, for a kid, it also does require a lot of resilience. Um, and especially because your family in, in experienced some some real, um, well, I don't know, you can decide whether to use the word trauma. It has a happy ending, but, you know, you had an experience mm-hmm. that really pulled you together and made you create some resilience for yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about, about what happened when you were younger with your sister? Yes. So um, my sister was nine. I was 13. My brother was 12. And um, this is, you know, we had stopped moving around so much overseas. My dad was almost about to retire. So he had been stationed in Pennsylvania. And so that was his last duty station. And so I was um, in middle school. And so my sister, who was nine, started having headaches, you know, just frequent headaches. And, 
you know, you don't really think much about it. Just like, okay, take a Tylenol or you maybe, or you're, maybe you're dehydrated and you know, all these things. And so finally my parents were like, you know what? She's just, she's having way too many headaches. And so they took her to the doctor and they found a, um, a tumor on her brainstem that was the size of a pool ball. Whoa. And yes. And it was, you know, it was brain cancer. And so, you know, obviously our lives completely changed after that. Um, it was, it was an extremely difficult time, um, you know, for all of us in different ways, you know, of course, for my parents, you know, not knowing whether their daughter was going to actually be able to battle this, this cancer. Um, she did have surgery and the surgery lasted over 20 some hours. They were able to remove 95% of the tumor, but the other 5% had to stay there and be treated with radiation. So the surgery in itself, you know, made her paralyzed on her right side and the remaining radiation, you know, damaged her hearing. It damaged her hair follicles. They weren't sure whether she would have kids. You know, you're at a, you know, you're nine years old and you're having such trauma to your body. They weren't really sure what was going to happen with her. Um, I mean, praise God, you know, my sister is 38 years old today. She has a child. Okay. Oh, which she really is. She is a miracle person. She's a miracle uh, because the chances, percentage that they gave that she would be able to live, let alone have children, let alone, you know, be able to walk again. You know, she actually had to go through physical therapy, learn how to walk, learn how to write. She's ambidextrous now because she was right-handed. And so when you're paralyzed on one side, you start using the other side. And so, I mean, and there, one thing about my sister is she is the definition of resiliency because even at nine, when she was getting poked and prodded chemotherapy, radiation, she did not complain. And to this day, she's just the kind of person you do not hear her complaining about just, you know, the little things in life. She's been through it all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like so many people can learn a lot from what she's been through. If a child cannot complain, then surely us as adults, you know, going through some of the menial things that we go through can learn to, you know, handle it with grace and handle it knowing that, you know, even though today might be a valley, you know, tomorrow may, may not be the same. Oh, that, so, now that's yeah. exactly, that's what we're going to get into today. We're going to talk about how, you know, we can get to the top of, of the summit and be able to look at that beautiful landscape using our experiences as jumping off points. Stay with us, guys. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything, and we'll be right back. everybody you're listening to heather solves everything this is coach healthy heather and i'm here today with my friend kia atkinson she is an artist among other things she's also a really fun lady who just wants to make the world around her more beautiful and the people around her happier and i think she's pretty successful because i've enjoyed every conversation that i've had with her and so sample, sample size of one, I always enjoy my interactions with Hia and I'm inspired by her and I'm inspired by um, her story of 
of resilience that she developed as a child, you know, being in a military family, you know, there's a lot of people that can relate to that moving all around the country, but then also having a sibling with, um, you know, what could have been, you know, a terminal disease and, and, you know, dealing with that as a family and then, you know, being able to celebrate the, the triumph through that. And those types of ingredients just, you know, those are just like, that's the recipe for resilience. And I, I see people going through those types of experiences and coming out either with a stronger sense of faith and a stronger sense of foundation and like being rooted in the world or a, um, you know, a cynical view of waiting for the other shoe to drop or what's the next thing that's going to go wrong and, you know, and just kind of really being um, in a shell from those types of experiences. And, um, and I, I love that, that, that you've come out in the, this beautiful place of, of let's see what, what the world has in store for us. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my sister has definitely been, you know, just someone who continues to ex- inspire me you know, just, you know, throughout childhood, um, you know, all through just, you know, every phase of my life, she's always been an inspiration. And, you know, now that she's, you know, 38 years old, married, you know, with her own child, you know, which we never thought would arrive, you know, we were shocked that she even got pregnant, because we didn't think after all her treatment that she'd be able to bear a child. And then, you know, here she is alive, and not only, you know, bearing a healthy child, a beautiful girl, you know, so it, you know, the whole thing has, you know, turned out to be more of a blessing than we could ever have imagined when everything started, you know, so many years ago. Um, and so it's, uh, you know, she is, she's, um, she's someone I think about often when I'm going through difficult times, mm-hmm. you know, you know, of course, you know, people say, what would Jesus do? And, you know, you know, obviously, you know, we, our family has a, you know, very strong faith in the Lord. And, you know, I, I also think, you know, what would my sister do? You know, I've seen, you know, I've seen her from a young age, just, you know, brush off pain, you know, brush, you know, even with the radiation, you know, she lost most of her hearing. So she only has maybe about 20% hearing left right now. You know, you know, obviously, you know, we're, she's blessed to be alive, but, you know, but she's still dealing with, you know, effects from, you know, everything, you know, that happened. Uh, And, uh, and she's still the most upbeat just happy person. I mean, I, I, I think if I was her, I'd probably be angry, you know, (laughs) like I, you know, I just like, Oh my gosh, like I've already been through it. You know, it started at age nine and, you know, now I have to deal with hearing loss. Now I have to deal with all of these things. And, and she's just, just not that person. I mean, she can make the best time out of no time. And she's just, you know, so she's, uh, she's, you know, I call her my miracle person Mm -hmm. and, you know, she really is. She truly is. Well, yeah, I can see that um, that positivity shine through your work as well. And I'm curious to know about, you know, how you developed as an artist and, and coming from a career in the military and you know, growing up in that environment and then, you know, coming and building a career in a completely different, um, you know, facet of your skill set. Do you have a um, a sense of who you are as an artist and, and what your art means to you? Yes, absolutely. Like, you know, it's funny because my friends always call me, you know, the peacemaker. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I am that person who, you know, I don't like to see two friends not getting along. I don't like to see family members not getting along. I just, I just kind of have this innate sense of wanting to bring people together. And that really is who I am. 
And, you know, and it might come from a childhood of moving around so much and not really having like a core friend group. And so, you know, when I came to college in 2003 and went to FAM, you know, it was really like the first time I actually had a core friend group for more than like three years Mm -hmm. because I had never been at one school for more than three years. Um, And so, you know, those friends that I made in college are, you know, have become lifelong friends. And then so many wonderful people I've met in Tallahassee, you know, have become lifelong friends. And so, um, you know, my art, if you've seen it, it really is just over the top. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it might be a bit much for some people, but I love luxury. I love sparkle. You know, I want people to like, look at my art and feel good. I want them to feel better. I want the colors to be uplifting. You know, I just, you know, want it to be almost a picture of like where you're going in life or, um, you know, a memory of something that you hold dear to you. And so, you know, I love that, you know, a lot of people, you know, put my work in their offices because like, I need something that I can look at that's going to call me or remind me of this pretty hotel that I visited or, you know, just whatever it does for you. And so it means a lot to me that my art, you know, can be uplifting and, um, and it's also very tactile and textured. And so people are always touching it, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> when you see it, you'll understand because it's 3d and there's all kinds of stuff sticking out from the canvas and, uh, it's, it's fun. And, uh, it's, um, you know, it's like a feast for the eyes. And so that, you know, it makes me happy to create it. Where do you find inspiration? Oh my gosh. There are so many amazing artists out there. And when I got started, um, I started following a German artist. Her name is Stephanie Walbearer. And she really has a talent for taking natural objects like geodes and stones and pyrite and actually being able to recreate them with man-made materials. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she was a huge inspiration because I just, you know, I love anything organic and all natural and sparkling and, you know, just the inside of stones and all that stuff. And so, you know, she was one of my beginning inspirations. Um, But I, you know, I really feel like my mom is one of my biggest inspirations um, that she she's the kind of person to where whatever I was interested in, you know, artistic wise, whether I wanted to start voice lessons or play piano or I wanted to start drawing. She was right there. OK, she did not miss a beat. Oh, you, you want to you know learn how to play classical piano? OK, I'm going to buy you 80 CDs of Mozart and Vivaldi. And, you know, she never missed a beat when it came to. Um, it's just supporting me in whatever passion I was in, you know, at, at whatever age I was at. And so I really, um, you know, I thank her for that because she kind of, you know, gave me an opportunity to find what I really truly enjoyed. And, you know, now here I am an artist and that's something I never thought I'd be doing, not in a million years. <laughs> you once told me that, um, you know, you really turned to art as a way of finding a, a sense of identity, you know, of, of who you yes. really were. Can you tell us a little bit about what that experience was like and how you you turned to art for that? Yes. Yeah, so um, so in, I've been probably divorced for about six years now. And so, I, you know, I had been married for 13 years. And going through that, the experience of divorce was, I mean, to me, it was just, it was traumatic. You know, it was traumatic for me, traumatic for, you know, our, our children. And so it was self-therapy for me to, to start painting. And, you know, I had, you know, I had done paintings before, you know, for just decorating my own house or, 
you know, doing a project for family members or for my mom. And um, it was just something that I kind of just naturally, um, you know, migrated to just to, like, almost like a self-soothing thing. And so I just started painting more and more, you know, at, you know, as we're going through separation, as we're going through divorce, and I'm just like, I have to keep my head straight. I have to find something for me. And so I started painting and then I sold my first painting. I hadn't even started a company yet. And somebody just told a friend of a friend about a painting I had just done and he bought it for like $450. And I was like, oh my gosh, um, maybe I should start painting more of like, the, like people are going to actually pay for this? Like what? And so that, that kind of like blew my mind. And that just the first sale of that painting just propelled me. It just, you know, it just was, you know, just a, a huge boost um, just to me as a person and kind of just finding myself and finding my own personal talents, mm -hmm. you know, beforehand, you know, I was a, a working mom, I was a wife and, you know, I really didn't have any, it's not like I didn't have a sense of self, but I didn't have a sense of like, you know, what do I want to do? You know, what is my soul talent? What, what am I doing for myself? Mm -hmm. And so art did that for me. Yeah. It's and so important to have everything. That. It is. It really is. My mom is an artist. And I, growing up, I knew that my mom, you know, she would weave fabric and she would do quilting and, and she's, she's a fiber artist. And so she had a workshop okay. and she would do these things. And then as an adult, I looked back at her work and realized my mom is an artist. She was <laughs> like, like my mom is a person. Yes. And yes. Guys, when we come back, we're going to dig into personhood and how having these elements that we know about ourselves and believe about ourselves can help us with self-care. Hang in here, listening to Heather Solves Everything, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Heather Solves Everything. I'm here with my friend and guest, artist Kia Atkinson. And before the break, I was telling Kia how my my mom is a textile artist. And um, we were talking about how the, sometimes mom goes and does her thing, but she's also mom. And when we're kids, we don't see you know, our, our parents as the people that they are. But I, I had an experience of being at an art show and my, my mom's art was being shown. And, and I'm a, I'm a legit adult with kids at this point. And that is when <laughs> I realized that my mom was actually a person who had her own thing going on. And she is a brilliant artist. And, you know, I, I see you in this also of, you know, you discovering like, yes, I'm, I, I am a mother. I am, you know, a daughter. I am a sister. I am a wife. I'm these things. And I'm also a person. Yes. And yes. yeah, we, and we have, we have our own needs. Yes. I mean, it's so interesting you say that because, you know, I had the same experience when I was in my thirties, when I realized, oh my gosh, my mom is an individual. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know why. You know, I don't know what it is about, you know, the way we look at our moms, you know, we, they're just mom to us. Right. They're, they're, you know, we, we put them in this bubble of just motherhood and we don't really think of them as individuals who who make mistakes and who have feelings and, 
you know, it's just, so yes, I, I remember having that epiphany where I was like, oh my gosh, like my mom is a real person and she has her bad days. She has her good days. You know, if, if I don't call her, you know, after three days, you know, her feelings might be hurt. And, you know, the older I get, the more I realize that I'm 42 now and I have an 18 year old and a soon to be 17 year old. And so, oh, there's a lot of lessons that I have learned um, recently in the past couple of years with having teens Mm -hmm. that I'm looking at my mom like, oh, my gosh, wow. Um, Have you you apologized to your mom as many times as I've apologized to mine? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. You know, probably not nearly as much as I should. (laughs) Right. Do you feel like you um, are doing a good job of modeling to your kids that you are a person in addition to being their mom and in addition to being an artist, you know, you are also a person and, and so that they don't have to wait until they're 30 something to realize that and maybe begin acknowledging it earlier for themselves. You know, I, I have definitely done my best in being very open with my kids. You know, I, I feel like it's an old school thing to not really talk to your kids about maybe you know, maybe that the household is struggling or, you know, maybe mom's having a hard time right now, or, you know, maybe dad's having a hard time right now. And, you know, growing up, you know, I feel like my parents were just stoic. Mm. I mean, they're both Marines. Hello. Right. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, they handled their business. I didn't hear a lot of complaining and, you know, I mean, I, I guess that's good, but sometimes it's okay for kids to know that, okay, you know, mom and dad are, might be having a hard time, you know, they're, I mean, they were just, even through my sister's battle of cancer, you know, I don't remember my parents really breaking down emotionally. I think they kept all that stuff behind closed doors. And, and so with, with my kids, you know, I, I feel like it's important to provide this level of security, but I also think it's important to sit down and talk with them and let them know, you know, Hey, like, this is, this is me, mm-hmm. you know, th- this is, I, I am mom. And we have a certain relationship because we're mother and child, but, you know, I still want you to know what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. And I still want you to know like how that made me feel or, you know, just maybe what I'm going through right now. So just forgive me if I'm not in the best mood, you know, it's okay to sit down and have those conversations with them. And they do see you as people when you tell them when you're truthful with them. And they learn how to do that for themselves and to be able to self-advocate when they are adults. I I try to model self-care by, you know, making it a normal thing that both myself and my husband each need time alone and we leave and go do our thing. And that doesn't mean that that anybody is tired of anybody or anybody is mad at anybody. It, It means that it's important for for each individual person to know what what recharges them and what they need right, in life. Right. Right. And when you're when your you know children see that you can prioritize what's important to you, they will in turn do the same thing for themselves. You know, if if they see, you know, parents who never go on vacation, they never have a good time, they never see their parents laughing or, you know, letting down their hair, then when they become adults, they tend to do the same thing. And, you know, and they think that's what they have to do. So it's really important to, you know, let your kids know, look, I'm not doing anything this weekend. Okay. Like we're going out of town. You guys are 16 and 18 years old. You can be here by yourselves. Okay. I will call you and check on you. I have life 360. I know where you're going. (laughs) And, (laughs) but we're going to the beach and we'll be back. Yeah. And, you know, and and that's important. It's, it's good to, you know, have something to look forward to with, with your spouse 
and good to have something to look forward to with your family, with your kids and, you know, work very hard in between. It's a beautiful place to be when, when they're old enough to stay home and you oh don't have to do gosh. all of the logistics of childcare. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you know pretty well like what recharges you and when you need to take a break from work and go and do something fun. And yes. I, I wonder, like, do you have habits in place for that? Is that something that you had to learn how to do or does it come naturally to you to follow the ebbs and flows of your energy? I really think that came naturally to me. I am, I've always been a person who's like, oh, okay, um, let's get the girls together. And, you know, it's been a rough week. Let's meet together. You know, let's, let's meet every Thursday. Or, you know, I had a girls group that lasted for about 13 years. And, um, and so things like that are very important to me. And, you know, I felt like it bred a more healthy home life. Um, you know, it was good for my kids to, you know, have, not only their family around, but, you know, a group of people who are like family around. And um, it's actually made them, uh, you know, I think it's made them more intelligent to be able to speak with different people and speak with different adults. And, you know, not just, you know, I always go out, I never bring anybody to the house. Like, it, we just have a very open household. Um, we are, you know, we're big on, you know, go, going on vacation, maybe even having a picnic. You know, we're, we're really big with having fun. And, um, and, and that makes the challenges, you know, throughout the week a lot easier to deal with if you know that, okay, this Saturday we have something planned with the kids or this Saturday I'm actually doing nothing and I don't feel guilty about it. Oh my gosh, that's, that's a big one. Yes. That's, that's a, a big, big one. Especially in, nowadays, you know, I feel like social media kind of has this thing to where, you know, if you're, you're not a boss, if you're not, you know, working 48 hours a day, right. like right. nobody can keep that up and, and stay sane. You, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Because, you know, as you know, we're both female in entrepreneurs, you know, we, we have our own things going and are juggling a lot of other, you know, other balls and we have to band together and and make it make it a, a real thing that not working is OK. And it Completely doesn't mean okay. that you're not you, know, you don't want it hard enough. Right. Right. And, and, you know, people, you, you don't see, you know, nobody shows when they're, you know, not working. Right. You know, they, they show their accomplishments, you know, they show this, they show that, you know, but, you know, just as important is your downtime. And, you know, if you have to recharge, you know, your, your brain works better when you've had more sleep and when you've had, you know, a weekend away and you can, you know, kind of, you know, start looking at things differently. Sometimes you need a new setting to have a new idea. And so I think that's very important to prioritize that. Is there any element of self-care that you absolutely will not compromise on that you would never let go of? Oh, my goodness. Um, I'd probably have to say my peace of mind. Um, that, that's, that's a really big one with me. Um, if something doesn't bring me peace of mind, I'm not going to do it. And it, it doesn't really matter, you know, how large the opportunity is, you know, because I've definitely turned down some things recently to where I was like, okay, this is going to probably take me away from, I already work a lot. This is probably going to take me away from the house more than I'd like to, even though it's such an incredible opportunity, but it's just not the right time for me. And so it's okay for me to say no. And, you, and of course I have to be okay with that because the business part of me is like, oh my gosh, like I, like, I, I hate that I'm not doing it. But then the family part of me is like, okay, this is the right decision. And that's, 
that's a struggle sometimes to it's do a struggle. that. But... It's a struggle for me all the time, turning yes. down opportunities to, you know, to, to do really cool, creative work um, in this, in the name of balance, you know, yes, I'm all yeah. about balance, but man, sometimes it's hard. It, it is. It really is. And, you know, I feel like, you know, if your family is a priority and the kids are priority, it's it, these opportunities will come. You know, it's, it's like, you know, our, our blessings come from God. I really believe that. And he wants us to prioritize the way that we should. You know, he doesn't want us to drop the ball at home to grab this over here. That, and we, you know, we really can't handle it. Now we're feeling guilty because you know, that's not what he wants for us. It's like he gives us the opportunity within the right time that we're supposed to have it. Yeah, it's and all so, about trust. Yes, it is. It really is. Yeah. Developing that trust, um, you know, that, that the doors will open when they're supposed to be opened and that you'll be ready to walk through them when it's time for you to walk through them. Yep. Oh, man. You guys, we are having so much fun today. We're going to be right back after this short break and continue our conversation. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. I can't think of what we've solved today. We've really just been having a nice conversation. <laughs> Got my friend, artist Tia Atkinson with me today. We've been talking about how we can carve out space to be ourselves in the midst of all of the other things that we do in life. We've been talking about building resilience through experiences in childhood. We've talked about reinventing ourselves and even reading back on old diary entries and seeing all of the times that we yes. thought that we <laughs> wanted to be something different. And, you know, now here we are, like, you know, where we are in life. And are we really that different? I don't know. <laughs> you know we still, we're still those little <laughs> girls writing in the yes. diary of what we want to be when we grow up, right? Mm -hmm. I agree. But now I really want to talk about your art. And I'm, I'm curious to know, when somebody comes to you um, and, and wants to commission an, a piece of art, what's that experience like? I've never gone to an artist and, and had something made custom for me. What is that experience like? It's so amazing. Okay, first of all, you know, I have amazing clients. You know, most of my clients are in Tallahassee. I do ship worldwide. I ship nationwide. Um, but, you know, Tallahassee is, you know, they are complete art lovers here. And, yeah. and it's an amazing place to, to be a working artist. Um, but, you know, commissioning a painting is um, it's a lot of fun because my custom pieces are a collaboration between me and the client. Mm. And, you know, it's, I'm not the kind of artist who's like, well, I'm going to create what I create and you're going to get where you're going to get. That's, <laughs> you know, that's not, you know, that's, that's not what we do at QZ Design Gallery. It's just not, you know, I, I love my clients. They are, you know, they're people with experiences and feelings and, you know, they might want something that's kind of nostalgic or something that kind of represents, you know, where they're going in life. Um, they may just want something fabulous for their dining room or the entry to their home. And so, you know, I do a lot of home consults. Um, 
over Zoom, in person, you know, I bring samples of my work and, you know, really I sit there and listen to the client because that's the most important thing to me is to hear what they're saying, um, you know, listen to their color schemes, you know, what they want to feel when they look at the piece of art, you know, if they want it to just be over the top luxurious, they want it to be more minimalist, more traditional, you know, I have a lot of ranges of styles. And so it's really very important to me to kind of bring to life what they want. And so, you know, at the end of it, you know, when they get their, you know, their brand new piece of art, it's not really, it's something I created, but it's also something that they created, Yeah. which is, you know, which is important to them because it's, it's hanging at our house and they can tell people, well, you know, Kia created this, but we sat down and we had a dialogue about what we wanted and, you know, what I wanted. And, you know, I wanted a color match to my, to my wall or, you know, anything I'm, I'm open to really anything. And that's really the blessing and just the joy of being able to create. And so I, I mean, I love my clients. They, they really are the best. I really enjoyed hearing you say about how, when, when people see your art, you hope that something really stands out to them, that they see what they see. And I've seen, you know, some of your pieces where, you know, it could easily be seen in completely different ways from different perspectives. And um, I just think that that it's such a beautiful opportunity for people to be able to just lose themselves in a piece of art and, and have that be almost a form of meditation where you can just kind of pay attention to small details and, and see what you see. Yes. It, you know, it really is about the details. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time, you know, laying hand laid details, glass, crystals, rhinestones, you know, just, you know, whatever you know, I end up throwing onto the canvas and, you know, I love when a client tells me, like, I've had my piece for two years and I noticed something new the other day. <laughs> to me, that is amazing because it's just it it, it definitely, you know, speaks to, uh, you know, you're, you're not just, you know, getting a plain piece of art. I've seen this a thousand times and I'm already sick of it. You know, it's, you know, people come to the house as a conversation piece. People want to touch it because it's it's tactile and it's 3D. And, you know, and then it's it's just it's it's, it's like a feel good piece. Mm-hmm. And so it it's important to be able to look at something and it lifts your spirits. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very important to me. And it's, it's, um, it's pretty amazing that I can create that for someone and that they can look at it and, um, you know, it kind of heightens the senses and maybe reminds them of, of, you know, a special moment in time or, um, you know, I do a lot of beach pieces. I do a ton of beach pieces and, you know, that's, that's one of my favorites because I just get to go all out with the crystals mm-hmm. and the sparkles on the beach. And, um, and, you know, of course you know, we're in Tallahassee, we're in Florida. People love, people love their beach. Oh yeah. And so, um, but you know, they're not getting just, you know, a basic beach piece, you know, they're getting something that's 3d and cut from wood and it's curvy and it's, you know, it's, uh, it, all of that. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. And, um, so I'm hoping that for my clients, you know, looking at their QZ art, it's, it offers some kind of, you know, some kind of relaxation, some peace of mind, um, you know, just, uh, and, and then knowing that, okay, oh my gosh, I collaborated with the artist to create something yeah. stunning in my home. And um, that, that's pretty cool. You also have interactive experiences where um, people do. can gather and, and paint together. And I remember, you know, us talking about how, you know, we're both pretty, um, you know, high intense women with goals and, and we're doers and we're, um, you know, kind of go after everything that we want to do. And there can be times when a group of women can show up in your studio 
and begin painting and you can see the tension drop away. Tell me about that experience. Oh my goodness. Those are like the best times because, you know, I, I do offer, I offer art classes and I always offer complimentary wine with my art classes, you know, loosens people up. And, you know, I have a lot of type A people who show up to take art classes and, you know, with the type of art that I do, there, there's an element of being able to let go. You, you, you have to let go. It's not one of those things where you're taking a paintbrush and you're painting trees and, you know, you're pouring and you're kind of like throwing and throwing out crystals here and a little sparkle there. And it's like, you kind of have to just, you know, it has to be organic. And so if you're a very type A personality, sometimes doing this style of artwork can be a little difficult. So at first, like the first 30 minutes, they're really trying to control it. And they're very worried about, you know, what it's going to look like. But by the time the art class is done, it's like they're completely different people. And that is so rewarding for me to see somebody come in who has just, they're so tight with stress and to realize that this art class just, I mean, everything melted away, you know, and they're just, they're stunned with what they created. They're so much more relaxed and they're like, oh my gosh, I, I actually did this. And I'm like, yes, you did it. You know, like you, you did this. And so that's, the, the classes are very rewarding and they're so much fun. So much fun for, for groups, for couples, you know, even, you know, older kids uh, take the classes too. So, yeah. That's such a gift that you're giving to others for the opportunity to just unwind and relax and, you know, maybe try something new that they're not sure that they're going to be good at or not. But, you know, with um, with guidance and compassion and, you know, just some some fun spirit, you know, you can yes. really create something unexpected. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. A lot of, you know, I'm, I'm very patient and you know, I'm like, whatever you want to do. I said, you're not, I promise you're not going to mess it up. That's probably <laughs> my number one line. Like you cannot mess this up. I promise. And they're like, okay, you say so. <laughs> so if somebody's listening to this now and they're thinking, oh gosh, you know, I wish that I could, you know, tap into something that, you know, I know I'm good at and I really enjoy and make it a career, but I just don't know how I would do that. You know, what type of advice do you have for them? You know, I have to say you, you have to, you know, sometimes get out of your own head and kind of put that, you know, fear of failure away. I feel like a lot of times we don't do things because what if it doesn't work? And it's like, okay, what if it doesn't work? You know, you, you know, most of us are juggling one, two, three jobs. We do, we, we have so, we're wearing so many hats. So if you're, you know, you already have a full-time job, you know, what's the big deal of maybe picking up a hobby on the side just to see how it makes you feel, or to see if it can be successful or to, you know, maybe run it by a small group of people. You know, I don't think there's anything with putting yourself out there and trying something new. And, um, you know, and most of the times you will, you will really surprise yourself. Everyone has a talent. Sometimes it's not tangible, like being, you know, painting something or, but people have all kinds of talents, you know, like you speaking with people and, um, you know, people are life coaches and it's, it's not tangible, but it's valuable. And so I'm like, just, just go out there. Just say, just say yes. Yeah. You know, say yes. You won't regret it. Well, and, and saying yes to even just little small opportunities to, you know, incorporate that type of, of curiosity into your day and just try it on a little bit, you know, and oh, you yeah. know, maybe you go to a class or maybe teach a class or, you know, like you, you were painting and somebody decided they wanted to buy it. And it, and it didn't start with launching a gallery. It started with one painting. One painting. And that, that's all it took to kind of propel me forward to be like, I'm going to actually, I'm, I can do this. 
I can actually do this. And then, you know, of course, you have to have consistency and you have to have a goal in mind where you want to be. And it's like, you know, at times I feel like I still haven't reached that goal. But, you know, we're always working towards something, you know, but it's like I sold my first painting for four fifty and my last painting for seven thousand. And I've been in business for six years, (laughs) you know. And so, of course, I'm like, okay, my, you know, five years from now, I'd love to sell a painting for like fifty thousand. But, you know, that might We'll, we'll see. Okay. We'll- <laughs> hey, shoot for the stars. You know, you, you never know. You never know. You got to put it out there. If you're going to get even close to it, you have, you have to, to name it so that you know where you want to go. If you don't put a name on your goal and you don't, you know, really make it something that you can visualize, then, you know, you get in the car and you're not sure where to start. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. This has been such a fun conversation. We've talked about so many different things, and I have loved every minute of it. Thank you so much for being here today, Kia. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed every second. Every second. Yay, guys. You're going to want to check out her work. Visit qzdesigngallery.com. I will put that link into the show notes so that you can click and see her beautiful, amazing art and shoot her a message. Let her know what you see, and she might even be able to create something for you. Guys, thanks for listening today. You can stay in touch with me and the show on Instagram. Just look for Heather Solves Everything. And if you have a problem to solve, go to heathersolveseverything.com and click on Solve My Problems. We will get it done together. I hope that something great happens for you today. I'm Healthy Heather, and I'm always here to help you solve everything. To connect with Heather and find out more about today's show, just look for Heather Solves Everything on Facebook and Instagram. With a little help from your friends, you can solve everything too.